fat man. The Easter Bunny sends his regards. Get on your knees, fat man. You borrowed money from the boss. You had this coming for a long time. Ho, 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 I gotta throw him after Christmas. Now you thought you could borrow money from us and not pay it back? Give it to us after Christmas? Well, Christmas comes today, motherfucker. Taking your kneecaps, I'm taking your sleigh, and I'm taking your bitch. Oh, Forge Brownies! It's in the back! It's in the back! It was a pleasure doing business with you. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Torn Page Podcast. It's a very special episode today. It's fucking Christmas. Do we say Merry Christmas? No. No. What do you say? Hell Satan? <laughs> just, to, hey. just say Hell Satan, everybody? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't celebrated Christmas in 20 years. I bought you a hat today. You better fucking be happy. <laughs> hat's dope. Just kidding. <laughs> hat's dope. Okay, for anybody that's listening out there, the, 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 Casey had our uh, mine and Destin's Christmas presents in his fucking fridge. <laughs> See, look, I, I bought Destin a four pack of some IPAs. They look dope as shit. Yeah. And I bought Joseph a Camp Crystal Lake hat. So I had to keep the beer cold or it'd be bad. It would taste gross. So my bright idea was put both of them in the fridge. So when they come over and I'll be like, hey, your presents are in the fridge. They'll be like, huh? <laughs> he won't He won't know he's getting beer because why the fuck would I put it in the fridge? Both of them. Why would I put a hat in the fridge? Makes it even better the fact that when I un- un- like unwrapped it, it was in a ranch dressing box. Yeah. So I still didn't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Amanda kind of bought a bunch of boxes from work. So Mine was in a sriracha pimento cheese. <laughs> yeah. And I just kept screaming, I hope. I hope. <laughs> but yes, yes. We are your usual host. I am Casey. I am Destin. I am wondering why I'm here. You're the talent. Oh, yeah. He's a uh, big air quotes here. Everyone air quotes comedian. It's his job title. He laughed. <laughs> he was laughing at me, not you, dumbass. Let's get this started. So today. I was about to scream again. <laughs> today we are talking about it's Christmas. You know, we had to find a Christmas story. We thought maybe we could do Krampus, talk about the origins of that, the old pagan holidays, you know, but. I decided, why not murder? You know, isn't that what the question that always comes to our minds in this business? <laughs> why not murder? <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the Devils of Dayton. It's a little thing about 1992. We had a couple of teenagers that decided, you know, it'd be fun. Let's go murder people during Christmas. That sounds like fucking f- <laughs> And these are young kids, too. They... Anyway, that's what we're going to get into. We'll get into the story. So, it all started December 24th, 1992. It was the very early hours of Christmas Eve, and we had Laura Taylor, which was 16 at the time, and her boyfriend, Marvelous Keen, 19 at the time. They put in this little play to rob a man named Taylor, figuring they would pay them for sex. So... Taylor called Joseph Wilkerson, 34-year-old guy, and promised him an orgy 
with, I'm guessing, Marvelous Keen and Laura Taylor. As part of the plan, the Cooper recorded the couple recruited 20-year-old Heather Nicole Matthews, who had just been released from prison a few months before. Taylor said Burke was tough as nails and the intellectual leader of the group. She also proved capable of murder later on. So, they get there, they promise him an orgy, they tied him to the headboard in his bedroom with electrical cords. Then, the three of them went, just started ransacking his house, looking for all the valuables possible, and found a thirty two caliber Derringer that Keen ended up using to put two in Wilkerson's chest, according to police records. Matthews later testified that at her trial in 1903, that Taylor put a twenty five caliber weapon in Wilkerson's head and shot him a second time. They promised this guy an orgy. Then when they get there, they just tied him up, took all his shit, and killed him. That's called disappointment. Hell yeah, he didn't even get his nut off. <laughs> <laughs> what? Man, another load was blown. <laughs> True. His brains. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so the three ransacked the dead man's house, didn't find shit, stole his car, and used it to hunt for more victims. They only had one murder under the belt. So they keep going. Then on Neal Avenue, the group, which now included Matthews' 17-year-old boyfriend, Demarcus Maurice Smith, found 18-year-old Danita Gillette talking on a payphone. This was 1992, so, I mean, makes sense. Danita, which was a senior in high school and the mother of a two-year-old, was a complete stranger and they never met her before. At least one account would later say she was shot for her shoes. She was wearing some filas in 92. Was that big? I guess. I guess that was important. Whatever. Police had found her body on the ground outside the telephone booth shot five times. The pavement was covered with blood and twenty-five caliber blazer. Aluminum bullet shell casings? What are blazer <laughs> shell casings? Uh, I'm, I don't really don't know. I've never heard I'm, of blazer. I'm thinking it could be just slang for aluminum. Because you have was, brass and aluminum shell casings, and then you have stainless steel sometimes. It was a 90s thing. Because yeah. aren't aluminum it, it, cheaper? The aluminum ones? Yeah. Because aluminum don't ever get recast. Not really. They're single use. Yeah. So it might just mean they're cheap. I mean, so, you can, but... The casings would help investigators tie the events together because they all were, I'm guessing, all, they used the same gun every fucking time. Probably couldn't get more than one. <clears throat> Along with the random nature of some of the victims and the sheer just senselessness of the crime. Taken from Galetta were her jacket, shoes, and a backpack. And guess how much money added it? 50 cents. 50 cents. She was murdered for her shoes, her jacket, and 50 and cents. enough to make a call on a payphone. Yep. That's it. The group then returned to Wilkerson's house to stay the night, but they attempted to claim one more Christmas Eve victim, Matthews' ex-boyfriend, Jeffrey Wright. Smith put four bullets into Wright's legs, according to police, but he escaped to a neighbor's house and survived. The Wilkerson killing gave them a base of operation and a vehicle. They could have stopped by just gagging him, but I don't think that was ever in their game plan. I think they just wanted to murder people. Yeah. It's crazy. So, that's everything that happened on just the 24th. We move forward to Christmas Day. So, on Christmas Day, 16-year-old Taylor coaxed her old boyfriend, Richard Maddox, 
from his parents' home. This girl been dating a bunch of 19, 20-year-old dudes. Weird-ass 16-year-old girl. So she convinced this guy to go from his parents' house. This sentence is weird and weird as fuck. Okay. Left from his parents' house and the two left in Maddox's car. Yeah, this is... Keen Smith and Matthews trailing behind. My brain dumb sometimes. <laughs> I I looked at that sentence and there's like there's like thirty thirty seven commas and I'm like fuck where does this sentence go? So Taylor and Max got in one car and Keen Smith and Matthews followed. Okay, I get it. I'm not that dumb. Well, shut up. <laughs> Maddox eventually spotted that they were being trailed and he became suspicious and he gunned it. Taylor put a derringer to his right temple and fired. This man driving, and she's like, ah, fuck it. Blah! Headshot. Like, how dumb are you, boo? She jumped out of the car before it crashed on Benton Avenue, and Max was later declared dead from a gunshot wound to the head. She brave as fuck, dog. For real. I mean, I, I see what happens when you jump out of a speeding car. <laughs> yeah. I see what happens when that happens, and it ain't good. She must have not face planted on the pavement like someone else. <laughs> My brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I jumped out of a new Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> I got a shunt, y'all. <laughs> Jesus. So, spree killers, they're exceedingly violent. Often, they choose their victims at random, and they kill for the sheer enjoyment, which is exactly what they were doing. If they're, they find, you find one victim, there's going to be a million more. It's, spree killers just, they kill for the fun of it. I mean, yeah, ultimately, there's Way. no other pulpit purpose than to just fucking kill. Yeah, it's literally all it is, is just, let's murder people. We're poor, and we need money. Yeah. And feel a tennis shoes. Like, it, I, understand, I can understand if they were robbing places. I need 50 cents exactly. They're robbing people and then putting them down, like. <sighs> Some people are disgusting. That's That was all the events for Christmas Day, December 25th. Well, there was... They only murdered one person on Christmas Day. Wow. There was Sarah Abram, which she had received a hand-drawn picture from her daughter on Christmas Day. And then the next day, she ended up being the fourth victim of the posse. The Christmas posse. Abraham was behind the counter at the shortstop mini market, the family-owned grocery on West 5th Street, when Taylor walked in the case to place. Minutes later, Smith and Keene walked in, and Keene shot Abraham twice in the head, the weapons bullet similar to the casings found next to Gullet's body on Neal Avenue. Neal Avenue. Avenue? Avenue. A witness in the store was shot in the hand and stomach but survived. Abraham died five days later. This time, the gang got away with $44. Moving around the city, the gang switched license plates on multiple stolen vehicles to elude police. <clears throat> Thinking some within the group might snitch, the four ringleaders, Taylor, Keen, Matthews, and Smith, turned on two of their own. On the witness stand, Matthews said the group believed Wendy Cottrell, 16, and Marvin Washington, 18, could implicate them in the previous deaths. After Abraham was killed, the crew picked up Cottrell in Washington and brought some, bought some beer and wine. Keene, saying he had to urinate, pulled into a gravel yard on Richley Drive. 
Smith and Keene ordered Cottrell and Washington out of the car, marched them behind a large pile of dirt, and executed them. Their bodies would not be found until the killers were in custody. Jesus. Like, imagine hitting up a gas station for $44, but you just murder everyone inside for no reason. Literally, everyone that was in that gas station at the time got shot just because... Because... But mask up or something, if you don't want to get seen. Cottrell and Washington marked the fifth and sixth victims of the killer's rampage. A woman airing up her tires at a Salem Avenue gas station might have been the seventh, but she ran when her Dodge Shadow was stolen at gunpoint. A short time later, some 72 hours after the first killing, Dayton Police Sergeant John Huber eyed a suspicious vehicle, that same Dodge Shadow, on Cumler Avenue, Smith, Keene, Matthews, and Taylor were inside. Huber called in a plate check, and when the registration didn't come back to a Dodge Shadow, units closed in from all directions. After so much violence, the gang's capture was fairly uneventful. Smith ran into a nearby house but was quickly captured, while the other three, Keene, Matthews, and Taylor, were taken into custody without incident. Huber, who is now the Director of Public Safety for Sinclair Community College, said afterward he learned that Taylor had ordered Keene to shoot Huber, but for some reason, he didn't. It was a tragic crime at Christmas, a tough time of year, Huber says now. It's sad that we couldn't have gotten to them sooner. There was no rhyme or reason. There was no pattern. Burke, who will include the Christmas killings in a book he is writing about his career, said the case exemplifies how homicide squads and uniformed officers working together can solve even the most difficult crimes. This is one of the cases I'm most proud of, said Burke. Yep. $44.50. Yeah, and two pairs of shoes. And a coat. Well, they got the gun off the first dude, so, I mean... And at this point, it was like, what, five, six people dead? Six people dead. Yeah. Six people. Six people dead, like... For $44.50. Just um, so they feel better about themselves. That's all it is. So Taylor Matthews, they're serving life sentences for murder at the Ohio Reformatory for Women in Marsville, while Smith is serving a life murder sentence at the Mainsville Correctional City. On July 21st, 2009, Keene, who was the ringleader of it all marvelous, he was convicted in five of the killings and was executed by lethal injection of the Southern Ohio Correctional Facility in Lucasville. He had no final words. And his last meal was some, like, basic shit. It was, like, steak and potatoes. Really? It's what they give you. I'm pretty sure it's what they give you if you don't say anything. So, like, if you don't ask for something specific, they bring you, like, steak and potatoes. Mm. They bring you, like, a big, like, ribeye and some potatoes, a baked potato and shit. Something like this, it's like... How do you ever forget what happened? So, they... They did an interview with Galette's um, sister. So, the girl that was killed in the phone booth had a two-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. When she was murdered, her sister helped raise that daughter, and she's now an advocate for victims. And she said she combats the flood of memories she has by the holidays by trying to help other people. She serves in her community. She feeds homeless uh, everything during the holiday times because she, I, mean, I don't know, she, that's the only way for her to cope with those feelings of my sister was killed for no fucking reason. 
these, when I look at like killing sprees like this, just murderous rampages for no fucking reason. They don't happen very often. I haven't seen, I, the only, the only one people thought was like it was the DC sniper, but he had a reason. No. You know, it's, it's hard to pinpoint why they did it other than just to have fun. They don't care about another human life. It's all about mental instability. Yeah, I guess so. It's also a really rare case because two of them are African-American. The other two were uh, white. Yeah, yeah. two African-American males, an African-American female, and a white, uh, white female. So you have you have three African Americans in generally a white person's game, yeah. I guess you'd say. When it comes to killing sprees like this, murder in general, like mass murder, serial murders, things like that, it's completely dominated by white people. It's really weird to see uh, a group of African Americans going at it. Like that, I mean, that just shows you though that race, race really doesn't matter. It's all yeah. about your your mental state. Was it drug statistic? No. no, they just, just decided to do this. Okay, I think it all started. They they wanted to hit that dude up and rob him. They're like, oh, how much can we make doing this? Keen, yo, yo that looks, shit was fun. Let's fucking do it again. The the ringleader, marvelous King, I know it's it was basically the the guy they. The guy they robbed and murdered the first guy, they knew him. Yeah. They were friends with him. 34-year-old dude wanted to have an orgy with him and his girlfriend, right? So, I think he killed him because, you know, no face, no case. You know what I mean? He, know, he knows what they look like. We say that mm-hmm. a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows what he looks like, and it's just a loose end. He tied up the loose end. And he got that taste. That was his first kill. First it, time it, it he becomes, ended my life. It becomes a lot easier when it, you don't know the person. When you have turned, no emotional attachment to anybody. Yeah. It becomes a lot easier to do somebody wrong, you know? It, it flipped that switch in his brain. Where he's like, you know, I kind of like this. Probably got real hard. Ready to go. Probably a bus a knot. Yeah. Probably creamed his jeans. <laughs> Probably dropped some goo. <laughs> Swear <laughs> to God. Yeah, I mean, with with uh, these these fucked up minds, it's usually something that triggers it. Even once you get a taste, you can't stop. So, well, people are dumb. Yeah. People are dumb. People just stop killing people. That's why, we, that's why we named a podcast Stop Killing People, Please. Stop Shooting People, Please. Yeah. Was, was the name of that episode. Yeah, like the, the, the Dayton Devils. The Devils of Dayton. So, I mean, there's not too much to it. I, I wish. I wish I had the time to read. I wish a motherfucker would. Yeah. You ever been there? Wish a motherfucker would? Yeah. If I had all seven Dragon Balls, I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> Yeah, the the Devils of Dayton, man. It's. I wish I had time to read books. Is what I was gonna say. I have books. 
I don't have time. I have books. To sit down and read. If I didn't drive for a living, I would definitely read more. I have the goosebumps. Because the, there's a book written about this. It's like a... It's a decent Audio book, book, man. Yeah, I could Podcast. Why would I want... I, I feel weird. <laughs> I feel weird, okay? I feel weird listening to a podcast about a subject I'm about to upload. Because it feels like I'm just ripping their content. <laughs> it's not. I'm getting my information the same way I would if I read an article. But still... Feels like I'm ripping their content. I'm gonna be honest. Mm. When we did the Billy the Kid episode, I listened to a Billy the Kid podcast before yeah. I came over here. <laughs> that's why I was so packed with facts, you know. Yeah, I I should listen so I can learn more, but it's just I feel like I feel like every time I uh, <coughs> like I'll try to retain information from past like last podcast I've watched. Or listen to. I'll try to retain information if we ever do a subject the same, but I feel like I just don't have the time. I haven't been listening to True Crime Podcasts either. I've been listening to a lot of other stuff. Listening to Hector, his Hex's uh, Eavesdrop Podcast, one of the best podcasts ever made. Nate Shot does his self-made podcast. So fucking good. You don't listen to podcasts. Like, I don't listen to podcasts much at all. Like, if I'm listening to anything, it's like audiobooks, really. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, audiobooks are super cool. Super cool. Yeah, that's pretty much all of it for The Devil of Dayton. It's it's a pretty short, clear cut. Yeah, it's a nice short short story. Short, sweet. A little short extra Christmas episode. But short, kind of... Bittersweet. Salty. Very salty, yes. (laughs) Very salty. I would definitely be upset if that happened to me mm. I mean I wouldn't be able to be upset because I'd be dead but you know what I mean any uh, last words I think we're done we're gonna send it out we're gonna send it to the fans to listen to and give us their feedback about it yes feedback that's what we want we want to know we want all of the feedbacks leave reviews on iTunes if you listen on iTunes I wish Spotify had something like that yeah because the majority of our listeners are from Spotify. But yeah, leave... Windows uh, Media Player. Yes, yes, <laughs> Windows Media Player. It's there. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. It helps more than you know. I promise. Because the more reviews we get, the more we know about it. The more reviews you get, the higher it's put on leaderboards. So more people can hear. But tell your fucking friends to listen to the podcast. I do. If if everyone that listens to it tells one of their friends and they listen to it, hey, it's a good day. Yeah. One friend. See, y'all are my friends, so. <laughs> yeah, listen to yourself, <laughs> asshole. Give me us another play. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just keep looping it all day. <laughs> but uh, what else? Uh, Twitter. Twitter.com slash the torn page pod. Tell us stuff. Our DMs will always be open. We'll always answer DMs. Let us know uh, if you want to hear anything specific. Something a little special or anything like that. Uh, Destin, your Twitter? Uh, it's at Destin Cartman. Same thing for him. His DMs are open. Ask him stuff. He can't... I'm going to warn you. He can't spell worth shit if he nah. does DM you. So, Take your uh, time reading it like he takes his time reading everything. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Your Twitter, Joseph? Uh, at Joseph Baswell. DMs always open, all of it. So you know, you know on the show how I mine's said, at lasers gg by the way. 
on the show, I, I, I tried to be as smart as to say it's spelled how it sounds. Mm-hmm. The dude I'm working for now, when he put my name on the schedule, he just spelled it out correctly. I was like, you're like one of the only people. And he's like, well, it it's spelled just the way it sounds. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Ain't this full fucking circle. <laughs> I've been proved wrong. Yeah, uh, Instagram as well. Instagram.com slash the torn page pod at the torn page pod. Uh, fucking holler at us. Them DMs are open too. Give me a hi hi. Yeah. If I don't, I don't have an Instagram. Yeah. I'm, I, wait, I use the I, podcast I, Instagram. I control the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. The podcast Instagram is like, uh, I which don't means, really fuck with it otherwise. Which means I'm going to, y'all. You see all them titties I follow? I'm just kidding. <laughs> see all the kitties I follow? <laughs> Hell yeah. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. In meow, meow. Kitty cat. What were you going to say? Pussy. You are saying something before that. Was I? Yeah. Oh, no. On the Instagram, if anybody's looking at it, y'all are just going to get a bunch of pictures of me doing stupid shit. Just got a new job recently, so. I got a lot of time. Yeah, he's got a lot more time, so. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of Insta videos. Yeah, be uh <laughs> Of me screaming in a guard shack. <laughs> with nobody around, just, ah, bored. Yeah, so anytime you want to ask a question, Twitter, Instagram, either one, uh, holler at it. I'm just going to go live on Instagram. Do it. Okay. Hear me out. I'm going to go live on Instagram, but I'm just going to be like eating. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Just just like celery. Like the most most annoying food. Celery with Nutella. Yeah, I'm going to make it sexual too. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's so Do saucy. It, man. Do it. Yeah, that's that's the podcast. Uh, email, it's on the Twitter profile. Uh, link in the bio of the Instagram if you want to listen. It's got a link to Spotify and iTunes. Fuck, what else? I think that's it. I think that's the podcast. You, you. I think we're going to outro it. We're going to... Who am I playing footsie with? That's me. Oh. What's up, Destin? Oh, that's just a shoe. This is our uh, special little Christmas episode. It's not anything huge, not super long, not uh anything. It's just a little little special extra story for uh Christmas. This if you're listening to this, it's Christmas Day. Jing ching 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 suck my jingle bells. <laughs> Somebody's halls are getting dicked. <laughs>